Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's podcast, we are going to tackle three superb questions from three superbly smart individuals. One will handle taking distributions from a checkbook control IRA LLC. The second will be making Roth contributions if you're a real estate investor. And the third is about making a real estate investment with your IRA and the ability to use that facility. Is it possible? We will find out. So buckle up. And without further ado, let's get going. First question is from Jose T. of Pomona, California. Jose wants to know, I have funds in my self-directed IRA LLC. I want to take a distribution. Can I take the distribution straight from my IRA LLC bank account? Well, Jose, great question. Uh, unfortunately, no. The way it's going to work is if you want to pull money out of your LLC, let's say you have 5000 bucks you want to take a distribution on, no problem. But you can't just pull it from the LLC. The funds need to go back from the LLC to the IRA custodian. Hopefully, it's IRA Financial. If you're a smart enough guy, you used us. I, I assume you are, which is good. Then IRA Financial, as the custodian, as the reporting agency to the IRS will then send you the money. And as part of that, we'll complete a 1099-R, which you'll get a copy, the IRS will get a copy, notifying them that you took a taxable distribution. So then they now have the ability to uh, confirm that when you file your 1040 that you are reporting the taxable distribution on your tax return. So that's the way it works. If you pull it out through the LLC, uh, we'd have to fix it. I mean, technically it could be deemed a prohibited transaction, but as long as you pay the tax on it, we can probably fix it, but uh, don't do it that way. Send the money back to us because then you'll fill out a distribution form. And then through the distribution form, we'll have all the necessary data to uh, report the distribution to the um, IRS. If it's pre-tax, remember, Jose, if you're under 59 and a half, you pay tax 10% penalty, unless there's an exception like a hardship. If you're over 59 and a half, uh, tax. Second question is from Calvin B of Chicago, Illinois. Calvin wants to know, I am retired and do real estate passively. I don't take a W-2 and just generate rental income. Can I still make a Roth IRA contribution? So Roth IRA contributions, 6,500 or 7,500 if you're over 50. Like any IRA, you need income. So based off your question, Calvin, you are retired. You say you have income passively. So that could be good or bad. I don't know. So if you were essentially just retired and have like social security or disability, you generally cannot make IRA contributions. Now you could piggyback off a spouse if you're married. Let's say your spouse worked and had income. Then you could piggyback off your spouse and then add some of that income and use that as a contribution up to 65 or 7,500 if you're over 50. But let's say you're not married. What are your options? So you said you develop, you generate passive rental income. So if you file a schedule E as an Edward, then you're not going to be able to use any of that income to make Roth IRA contributions. 
if you generate if you file a schedule C as in Charlie, then you're actually it's not passive. You may think it's passive, but you're paying self-employment, social security tax on that net schedule C amount. And the good news is you can then contribute that to an IRA, a Roth IRA, or even a solo 401k. So I would need to know more info. Are you a C or an E? If you are an S Corp or C Corp, are you taking a W-2? If you're not taking a W-2 on an S Corp or C Corp, then you don't have any income available for a Roth or a traditional contribution. And your only option would be basically piggybacking off a spouse. But if you're not married, then you really wouldn't be able to make any IRA or 401k contributions that year because you don't have a W-2. And if you're not a Schedule C and you don't have a 1099, you're not going to have any required income, required earned income, actually, to be uh, allowed to make Roth or IRA contributions. So it's a great question, Calvin. A lot of, I got a lot of questions in these circles. Um, I wish I can give you a more concrete, uh, elaborate answer, but I just don't have all the facts. For example, I don't know if you're married. I don't know if you file a C or an E or you have a C or S and take a W-2. So without knowing that, I don't have all the answers for you, but hopefully uh, I mapped out at least the pathway so you can determine based off um, my response whether you can avail yourself and make uh, Roth IRA contributions uh, this year. But essentially, you need earned income, whether it's 1099 from a spouse or 1099 yours, W-2, net schedule C, um, you got to have some earned income. Third, final question of today's podcast is from YouTube. And this individual wants to know, I want to invest in a real estate venture that will have some cabins where I can do some hunting. I will own less than 5% of the project. Can I use the property personally for a few days a year? So this gets you know definitely in the gray zone. Um, if you own more than 50% of the project, the LC, I would say absolutely not because clearly the entity is disqualified. You cannot personally benefit. Here, you're going to own a very small chunk of it. And I guess the question is, if you can show the IRS that you made this real estate investment to benefit your IRA, not benefit yourself, and you happen to use the cabin, uh, even if you pay fair market value for that price, you know, a couple of days a year to go hunting, it would be difficult for the IRS to show some self-dealing and conflict of interest. Now, if you invested $200,000 and used the cabin for three days, two days, and paid fair value for the cabin, and you own less than 50%, I don't think you have an issue. But let's say you invested 2000 bucks and you're using the cabin 60 days a year. Now the IRS can say, hey, it seems like the $2,000 investment was really a gateway so you can use the property. This seems like a self-dealing conflict of interest. Remember, you need to be able to show the IRS that you your IRA made an investment exclusively 100% to benefit your IRA. So yeah, you may be able to use the cabin and, and pay just like everyone else can. But if you're using it three, four, five months a year and your investment amount doesn't seem to correspond to the uh, amount of use, uh, meaning if you invest in 200K and use it one day versus invest in 2K and use it 300 days, you want to again show your IRA is doing this not to benefit you personally, but to make a good investment and generate a lot of returns for the IRA. So obviously in a perfect world, you're not using the property at all, right? You own a house in Fort Myers and you never go there and you know someone rents it 12 months a year. That's obviously the cleanest. In this case, you, you own a very small percentage, less than 50%. Uh, 
Um, you may use it one or two days. Maybe you pay fair value for that cabin, just like you and me, or I can, or my, my uh, neighbor can. Um, so there's really no personal benefit because anyone in the United States or anyone in the world for that matter could rent a cabin just because you own 5%, the one or two days you use it is, is not material or um, um, you know, in any way a conflict based off the amount invested. So there is some gray there. Obviously, the less you use it, the better. The more you invest in relation to the use, the better. Um, you need to be under, I'd say, the 50%. So the smaller, the better, but there is a risk, right? There's always a risk. The IRS says, hey, you did this to help yourself. The only reason you made the IRA investment is to use the cabin to go hunting. And then you say, no, I could actually just rent the cabin for like 200 bucks a week and hunt. And so could anyone in the world. No, it has nothing to do. I invested because I think this is going to be an amazing investment for my IRA. I think you got some good facts, but if you invested 4,000 bucks and you use the cabin seven months a year, probably going to be more difficult to um, you know, defend your position against the IRS. So that's why it's a lot of facts and circumstances, a lot of gray, and not as clean as renting out uh, a home you know, through Airbnb or just more permanently where you literally are never, ever, ever there. And a third party you know, handles the day-to-day -day, um, operations of that project. So um, that's it. Um, I wish I could give you a little bit of a more concrete answer, but you, know, you just don't know it's facts and circumstances. Um, I wouldn't worry. It'd be very hard for the IRS to prove that you were there one or two days. But again, if you pay fair value for the property, just like or the cabin, just like I can, and your ownership is so small that the hundred bucks you pay is not going to obviously materially uh, impact the, the performance of the asset, I really don't think uh, it's going to be an issue. And I think the IRS would have a very tough time to argue because the entity is technically not disqualified because you're going to own less than fifty percent of it, and you're paying. There's no personal value because you're paying the same amount as everyone else. And obviously uh, the 100, 200 bucks you're paying is not gonna impact the bottom line of that investment. So there you go. Um, thanks for all your support. Thanks for all the great questions. If you have questions, email them to us. Info at IRA Financial. You can just say, ask Adam or AdMail. Um, hit us up on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We've got a great YouTube channel. So you can send in comments. That's where I get a lot of the great comments and um, keep them coming. Really enjoy the podcast. Hope you guys are. And um, well, everything is great. Thanks again for hanging out today and um, see everyone next week. Ciao.